I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Really the storyline yesterday and, of course, heading in today, the Woj bomb drops and uh, and Kyrie demanding, requesting, doesn't matter, a trade. He wants out of Brooklyn. Why? Well, there are some reports out there that negotiations were happening between the Nets and Kyrie's camp, and I guess they had tied uh, the portion or the guaranteed money to whether or not the Nets won a championship or not uh, in in and that guaranteed money, I guess, in his final year. Again, this is some reports out there. I don't know if Nick Friedel is reporting that or not. Obviously, I'm going to ask him about it. <clears throat> uh, and uh, and right there, it I guess it rubbed Kyrie the wrong way, and things went south to the point now where he's like, even if they yeah, even if they offer me a max deal, I wouldn't sign it. I'm done. I'm done with this organization. I'm out. I'm out of Brooklyn. Don't let the door hit you, dude. Um, I mean, seriously, I, I, how, 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 how much, and and listen, I'm taking nothing away, right? Like we know Kyrie is, and and, and we heard the the comments coming in from Nick Friedle, of course, used in the sports center update. Kyrie's averaging 27 points a game, five assists, five rebounds, uh, Hoping, of course, that KD comes back. We know that he's been sidelined for the last few weeks, uh, and and hopefully he comes back and and close to 100. percent As we know, what what's what's the record? So this team right now they're four and seven without KD, right? KD having a monster year before he got injured and he was sidelined, uh, just ridiculous, right? Probably one of arguably one of his best seasons yet in the NBA. Uh, the, the combination of him and Kyrie. Uh, ridiculous, right? I mean, talking, you know, and, and if you, you do listen to me, you listen to me on the weekends, you see me on Daily Wager, you know, obviously, uh, I just don't talk sports, but I talk gambling on sports and I talk about, a lot about futures bets. The Nets were one of the teams up there along with Boston, along with the Bucks, uh, to potentially win the, the championship this year. Uh, and then again, unfortunately, Katie gets injured nonetheless, uh, so now what happens moving forward here? Here's, I understand. Here's my take on this. I understand if this was a Nets team that was going nowhere. I understand if this was a Nets team that didn't have Katie and the reports that we're hearing again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have Nick Fredell join us in about 25 minutes. He'll jump on with us at 1230. Cause I want the latest here. Unless Kyrie knows something we don't, but Everything that's being reported is that Katie is on his way to uh, returning to this team. And this is going to be a Nets team that's going to make a really significant push to obviously, you know, make it into the playoffs and, and make a good run in the playoffs and potentially win a championship. 
That's what this was all about in the first place. When the big three landed here, as we know, Harden's no longer here. He's in Philadelphia. We know what happened. Now Ben Simmons is here. Yada, yada, yada. But nonetheless, this is a solid Nets roster. And with the one-two punch of a healthy KD and Kyrie, who has stepped up with, with, without KD here, I know he's averaging 27, 5, and 5, but man, there's several nights that, uh, that, that Kyrie's putting up 30, 34, 37, 36 points. Um, he's, he's, he's playing great basketball. All-star. And this is a Nets team that, that, that has all the potential to compete and contend in the postseason. So what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? You're, you're, you're going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Why, why spoil the apple cart right now when you're on a team that has an opportunity to compete for a championship? Doesn't come around that often, trust me. You know, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of how the NBA offseason works. I'm just not. I don't like the lottery system, the ping ball, the ping ball, ping pong ball system. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I feel that uh, there's not a lot of parity when it comes to the NBA. You know, it's all about the big three and now more so the big two. And this team has it. And you're going to spoil all of that just because and again, allegedly, and we'll get the latest from Nick Friedel, who's going to be joining us at 1230. This is what I'm reading, and this is what's being reported. So you're going to spoil that because you don't like how contract talks are, are what's the word I'm looking for, um, are not going your way, or the fact that the Nets allegedly uh, would not be willing to guarantee money unless... Uh, a championship was tied to, I guess, the the tenure of the extension. Continue to negotiate, but isn't isn't this what athletes play for? Granted, yes, I, I understand it's a business. Okay, it's about the money. Uh, Kyrie is up there now. This is probably going to be his last legit solid deal. But again. He, he's he's going he's gonna to be a free agent. He's going to be a free agent next year. So if you're, on, if you're on a roster and you're on a team right now with the expectation that KD is supposed to come back healthy, ready to go, and, and you saw what kind of KD and, 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 the, and the quality of uh, performance and the game that we saw KD play before he got injured. What what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? How much do you really want to win a championship? Think about it. And apparently reports out there is that like, he's just saying, trade me. I want out. Apparently he's not reporting that he wants to go to a specific team. But what, what teams out there have what it takes? Um, to, to engineer a trade for the Nets because, again, this is a team that, A, right now 
has the makings of a team that can compete and contend in the East to try to make it to the championship. If they lose Kyrie, they're going to need another point guard. Is there one out there in exchange that comes with the same quality as as Kyrie does? I don't believe so. So it's going to have to be a point guard who is somewhat can can fill the void somewhat and, and keep this, this this team in that type of competitive level and also give this team some draft capital because they do not have much. This is not a team that is built for a rebuild. This is a team, the Nets, they are built to win right now. So is it the Lakers? And, and what would you get? Westbrook? Does Westbrook feel that? I mean, Westbrook has been a phenomenal sixth man, and chances are he does win sixth man off the, off, off the bench this season. But is that enough? I don't believe so. Also, Kyrie's looking for that four-year max deal, about $200 million a year. I, I, I don't know about you, but if I'm a team, I'm a front office, knowing the drama king that he is, I, I don't want to invest that money. I don't think it's just the Nets that are reluctant to just blindly invest that money in Kyrie. I would imagine that there are a number of teams. So for him to be upset at the Nets, I don't, I don't think that they're an outlier here. I don't think that, I think that there's more than likely a number of teams that feel that way, considering all the drama that Kyrie brings to your organization, right? Calling out the front office, calling out talent, taking a leave of absence for who knows what. Anti-vaxxer, and not for political reasons. And then, of, of course, the, the tweet situation, anti-Semitism, that took place this, this year. There, there's a lot. It's not a small sample size. It's a very large sample size. You know what you're getting. Eyes wide open. Right? When you do bring Kyrie into an organization, I, I just... I would find it hard-pressed to, to believe that there's an organization out there knowing what his background is and just blindly saying, yeah, come play for us. We'll, and next, you know, we, we will, we'll, we'll give you that four-year max, $200 million. I, I just, I find that, uh, should I use the word shocked? We'll, we'll see if, if Nick Friedel feels that that would be a shocking uh, offer. But where are some of the landing places? Lakers, obviously. Which, which, by the way, I here's another thing. We heard this week that the Lakers now are in talks with a number of teams to try to deal Westbrook. I don't think this is a co- coincidence that now we're hearing that Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn because we knew last summer he wanted to join forces yet again with LeBron in L.A., I just think the timing here is very, very peculiar. There's the Clippers. The Clippers, in my opinion, are a point guard away from potentially being the favorite out of the West to win a championship. Right? With a healthy Kawhi, a a healthy Paul George. They are just a point guard away. 
And they also have have players that are under contract that that they're not expiring. But are those players the ones that you can add to the mix here in Brooklyn and continue to have this Nets team be a competitor in the East? I don't know. Dallas, what does Luca need? Somebody, a, a co-pilot? Could Kyrie and, and Luca be a good one-two punch in Dallas? Would they take a gamble? Offering the four-year $200 million, possibly. And of course, then there's the heat. But what's your exchange there? Kyle Lowry, he still has $30 million left. So a, a lot of questions. I, I, th- this is an onion. Okay, we've got to peel it back. There's a lot of layers here. I know I've touched on a lot. Number one, motivational factor. Why? Why all of a sudden with a team that has a really good potential of winning the championship this year, once KD gets back on the court and is healthy, does Kyrie want out? Because his feelings were hurt, wasn't happy with the way negotiations were going down with the Nets. They weren't willing to uh, offer the guaranteed money unless a championship was won. Oh, that's negotiation, Kyrie. Right? Number two, what, what happens with this Nets team without Kyrie on it? You know, is, is there a suitable trading partner out there that the Nets can get back somebody that could keep them relevant and keep them competitive this season? Because this isn't a rebuild team. This is a win-now team. What does this mean for KD? Now that this has happened, is KD now has, has this now spoiled the taste for KD with the organization? All KD wants to do is win a championship. It's about his legacy, right? You've got Golden State who won it again. You've got LeBron James about to surpass um, the, the, the scoring point title next week at some point in time. A lot going on with a number of other players when you're talking about legacy. And that's what's driving KD at this point. So what, what, what happens with, what's the fallout with KD moving forward with this organization? There, there's a lot to dive into. Uh, what say you? 800-919-3776 is the phone number. That's how you get on board. Again, Nick Friedel is going to be joining us in about 15 minutes. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
I understand the Nets wanting to put some stipulations in the contract. It'd be different if, uh, if you know, Kyrie was like an like a, a, a straight-A student, <laughs> an outstanding, you know, human being, uh, a, a company guy. Yeah, I, I, but that's not the case. And it's not a small sample size. It's a large sample size. It's pretty damn big. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Ernest in Brooklyn. Ernest, you're up. Welcome in. Hey, Anita, this is your man crush calling. It's been a while <laughs> since I talked to you. But I am so sick of Kyrie and his foolishness. I say, let's trade Let's trade him, put Ben Simmons and his soreness with him, too. We could either trade him to the Lakers. We could get um, – I would take Westbrook. He comes – he's a player that plays every day. Uh, I'll even deal with uh, Davis with his bad knees. If we can just get him for one year to stay halfway healthy so we can get a, a, a championship, I'd even trade him to the Knicks. I would get Randall and Barrett because Randall comes to play every day because he just doesn't want to play every day. And I'm glad the Knicks, the Knicks – I mean, I'm sorry, the Nets stand it up to him because if we give him that money, I guarantee you he'll – after he gets his money, it's guaranteed he'll go and say he can't play because he wants to help the whales in Africa or the, or the elephants in Africa. It'll be some kind of crap where he doesn't want to come to play. The man does not want to come to play every day. That's all I got to say. Love you, Anita. Ernest, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, the elephants are in Africa. The whales are in South Africa as well as Australia, by the way. That's where they migrate to in the winter. I saw this really interesting, I know this is off topic, but this might be one of the most interesting things I, I found out this past year uh, because I'm, I'm like, I'm a shark week. Don't even bother reaching out to me. I watch, I'm like, I'm really into shark week. I'm really into whales. Um, how cool is this? Do you, so, so there was a, a study. So in the winter, uh, killer whales, they migrate to the, 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 this area of water just off of South Africa and also <laughs> and and just off of um, Australia, right? And um, and they were finding all these great whites being washed up on shore and they were missing their livers. So just their bodies were intact, but they were, but there, there was like this hole missing in the side of their, uh, their body with their livers gone. And so they did this research and apparently killer whales, you know, this is, this is how, uh, whales and mammals, this is how they, they're able to, to find food and communicate is through their, their sonar, right? Like the little pings that they send out and then whatever comes back to them. Well, apparently, and this is, this is fascinating, um, the killer whales started to realize that they were getting more nutrients because they were eating, so they were typically eating stingrays. That's how they get the majority of their protein. But they were finding that they were getting more protein and sustaining more nutri- nutrients by eating uh, killer um, great white livers. And they were able to pinpoint where their livers are with their sonar. And so there would be like a pack of uh, 
of uh, great whales that would attack, I'm sorry, killer whales that would attack a great white. And it's in, they would show like exactly how their hunting philosophy was. And their sonar would pinpoint exactly where his liver was. And that was it. They would just, they would go in for the kill, take his liver and leave the rest of his body behind. And his, and his, and, and great whites were being washed up on the shore in, in Australia. Is that fascinating? I don't know. I, I find stuff like that just beyond fascinating. Boat. Yeah, we're going to need a bigger boat. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Let's go to Jack in Rockaway. Jack, welcome in. I don't need it. Uh, lifelong Brooklyn, New Jersey, Nets fan, going back about thirty years. Dennis Hobson, I'm sorry, picks, and Chris Morris, yep. lottery picks, and Adam Bannon. So I've I've done my share of suffering, and I was hoping, obviously, I'm 47 now, that uh, this time period would be a um, a possibility of a championship window. You know, with the last three, four years, and uh, of course, Kyrie was in the mix with them. And I'm really, I'm looking at it realistically as a basketball fan, and I'm looking, are we beating the Celtics this year? Are we beating the, the Memphis Grizzlies? Are we a complete team? And, and Kyrie's going to probably walk at the end of this year anyway. So between all the shenanigans. But, but, Jack, and, here, and but Jack, here's, Jack, here's, Jack, here's the thing. With Kyrie, yeah, I believe you are. Prior to Katie going down, yeah, I, I I truly believe this Nets team was in contention to compete against the Celtics, to compete against the Bucks. Absolutely. Uh, the Bucks haven't had Middleton. Durant, if you uh, we we get on Kyrie for the missed games, it, be, be, including the entire season where he missed with his ACL. I, I think I think Durant's played about 120 games in the last three four seasons. He's you know can you really count on these two guys being here for a seven game series? Demo game series for this year, getting through all these rounds, and Kyrie's, you know, they, obviously the Nets don't want him this year because they didn't, they didn't even offer a contract. He opted in, so which was confusing to me anyway. So if if he's if we can get the two the two picks from the Lakers uh, and Russell Westbrook, okay, Westbrook he'll, he'll bring something. At least he's got art. At least the guy wants to play, and and the two number one picks unprotected. Or if we can get some kind of picks from, I, I like the kids a lot in Phoenix, Cam Johnson. And some, you know, other I don't, players and I, I don't, I don't believe. Yeah. I, I mean, Jack, I appreciate the phone call. I, I don't believe that the Lakers have number ones to offer maybe like five years down the road. 27 and 29 picks. 2027, 2029. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's that going to do for you? Quick break. We come back. Nick Verdell, who covers the Nets for ESPN, is going to join us. Luke, I see you in Queens. Hang tight. I'll get your call. I promise. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And considering that this team, when it was together, played really well in December and that Durant is coming back here possibly before the All-Star break, I cannot see them doing anything but tripling and quadrupling down on maximizing this season. I My initial feel here, without seeing how the league reacts to this news, is they will not grant this trade request and remind Kyrie that they will have his rights this summer and that he needs to remain a partner. That is uh, Brian Winhurst uh, talking about uh, what he thinks the next the, the Nets will do in regard to uh, Kyrie's request. Um, and uh, let's bring in Nick Friedel. Does a phenomenal job covering the Nets. Has his finger on the pulse of this team better than most. Nick, thank you so much. I'm sure you're a very wanted man in the last 48 hours. We do appreciate your time. Uh, break it down for us. Why, why did this request even rear its ugly head? Anita, I'll take you back to a week and a half ago, and that is when Kyrie's stepmom, who also doubles as his agent, did an interview with our old colleague Chris Haynes. And in it, in as many words, she's like, if the Nets don't want to play ball, uh, we're going to find somewhere else uh, to go. Uh, We we want to get a long-term deal locked in. At the time, people in the organization were like, huh? Kyrie's playing great. And he's filled that role that they needed him to fill without KD on the floor. And the locker room really, really likes him. And everything is rolling. Why now? And so yesterday we found out why. Because clearly that long-term deal that they're seeking isn't coming to fruition at the moment. And how do you force your hand? <laughs> you request the trade a few days before the deadline. So, it, it is interesting listening to that clip from Brian because I agree with him. If, if we are sitting here over the next few days and, and everybody's speculating what may happen, if you're the Nets, you say, hey, let's just see what happens this year and we'll move it forward after that. And, and maybe after the season we work out a sign-and-trade, maybe we work out an extension, who knows. But it would surprise me right now if a – deal happen just because one I don't think there's a lot of teams out there that will would be willing to bring Kyrie on and, and two the Nets still feel with a healthy Kevin Durant that they have a legit chance in the east and whether you agree with that or not the belief is there given the way he they played when Kevin was on the floor okay so a lot to unpack here uh, there's a report out there that uh, the reason that this has escalated is because in the negotiations, uh, the Nets are not guaranteeing money unless a championship is won. Can you confirm or deny that report? I don't want to speak to that, Anita. I have not heard that yet. What I would tell you is let's look back to the summer. I mean, Kyrie wanted a max deal. This This is months and months ago, and – the Nets weren't willing to go there because they couldn't trust 
that he would be out there on the floor. It was last year with the uh, the vaccination shot. It was the year before where uh, he, he had to take a, a couple weeks pause in the season. So uh, this has been lingering for a while, and it's very clear that not only the, did the Nets feel uncomfortable, but the part that fascinates me, having been around this team day-to-day for the last year, is I don't see where that max security is going to come from around the league. So uh, there are always different layers to this story, uh, and I am sure we'll hear some more over the course of the next few days here. So with that being said, you know, my question here is, knowing that Katie and what we're hearing is that is is on the mend and should be back soon, I think from what I read, they're hoping that he comes back before the All-Star break, but I don't know, maybe it's after. I know this team is what four and seven, I believe, right? Four and seven without him. Um, but when he was healthy, this was a team that I felt, and you and I had several conversations, could compete and potentially win a championship. If you're Kyrie, why are you throwing that away, dude? Why? Like, I could understand if this was a team that, if if this is like you know, Portland, this is Detroit. Like, screw it. You know, I'm, there's nothing here for me. It's it's about the contract. But this is a team that has the makeup, especially with Katie on the mend, coming back, potentially winning a championship. What, why, why rock the cart? Anita, that question has been asked of Kyrie <laughs> a whole lot of times in a whole lot of places. And only he can speak for himself on that. What I would tell you is that it, it came as a surprise in the sense that this season, and Kyrie and Nick Claxton have made reference to this over the last couple of weeks, that everybody's bought in this year, unlike last year, which was uh, a pretty direct shot at, at James Harden and the fact that Harden wanted out of there. But everybody really supported him in that room. And now to walk in there, and, and we got this game uh, against the, the Nets and the, the Wizards in a few hours in Barclays. I can't imagine what his teammates and his coaches now think because they they genuinely believe that they had a shot. They had won 18 of 20 when Kevin was on the floor and everything was was moving forward and looking good. And now, once again, there is a layer of drama that didn't need to be there. And so why I think in the moment some people were surprised at the timing Anybody who has been around that team, been within that organization, nobody can be stunned because the feel when you have Kyrie on your team is you're always waiting for the next shoe to drop. So why exactly did he do this right now? Only he knows. But to to crunch all the goodwill that you had built up, especially coming back off that suspension from a couple months ago, and play at the level that he does to cause – Yet another huge distraction that is coming this team play that is difficult to wrap your mind around. Um, Nick Friedel joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, awkward, I would imagine, the situation uh, and, and the feelings in that locker room before, as you said, uh, they're just a few hours away from taking on the Washington Wizards. That leads us to KD, right? Because what we saw last week or not last week, but what we saw before the season began was Kyrie wanting a trade 
and Katie wanting out as well, knowing and understanding that if Katie isn't here, chances are, I mean, if, if Kyrie is not here, chances are Katie does not have an opportunity to win a championship. So what, what do you think the fallout is? Do you feel that Katie, knowing what you know about Katie and covering him as long as you have, do you feel Katie is sitting back and going, gee, Kyrie, what the? Or is he sitting back and going, damn net? What, what, what side of the coin do you think Katie's on right now? What do you think his mindset is, Nick? Uh, I think, Anita, that, that Kevin's got to be sitting there going, oh, here we go again. And I think there's a lot of people within the organization that feel the same way, but there's only one Kevin Durant. And the whole summer was filled with drama. And what was interesting in talking to Kevin about the, the trade request is he said my situation was unlike the ones that we've seen in the past with Anthony Davis in New Orleans and James Harden both in Houston and in Brooklyn and, and Jimmy Butler in Minnesota because his point was the request happened. It had no impact on his teammates. It had no impact on games that were played. Well, here comes Kyrie. And it's going to demolish this next week, at least. And, I mean, if he gets traded, okay. But if he stays, <laughs> nobody's quite sure how he's going to respond, uh, not getting his wish and, and getting a deal done. So uh, if you're Kevin, the only thing I would say in the wake of this news is I just don't see how he stays long-term in Brooklyn because at about to be 35 years old uh, in September. Kevin only has a window of a few more years where he's playing at this level on a team that has a legit chance uh, to compete for a championship. And, Anita, the reality in all this is if you move Kyrie right now, no matter what you're getting back, it is an acknowledgement that you are not winning a title this year. And if you're Kevin Durant at this stage of your career – I don't see how you could be comfortable with, okay, well, we're going to move Kyrie, but don't worry, we're going to keep rebuilding around you and, and make it work somewhere. My, my, my guess, given all that we've seen over the last year plus with this team and with all the things that are going on, is if they move Kyrie or Kyrie moves elsewhere at the end of this season in the summer, I would think that Kevin would be the next person to go elsewhere as well. I just knowing how how great this team was performing prior to Katie uh, getting injured and and knowing what what you know and and, and it was the, the reports coming out and again Nick we had you on the show you and I were talking you know it was it was a feel good the team was coming together even though all the off field drama new head coach uh, you know there there was a good vibe in that locker room they were winning it's just it's 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 really disappointing and i'm not even a nets fan right but but this this whole situation is is disappointing okay so so now we've we've pretty much surmised like what what the situation is here at home uh in in brooklyn now let's look big picture apparently uh kyrie has requested demanded whatever however you want to phrase it a trade but has not said this is the team i want to go to there are a number of teams out there that have come up in in conversation the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavs, the Heat. Where, if, if a trade was, was to happen, what do you feel is the most likely landing place for Kyrie? There's been too much smoke over the last six, seven months 
around the Lakers to not think that something could be worked out. But, Anita, this is where, if you're the Nets, you're like, okay, well, what are you going to give us? And dating back to the summer, it was a couple first-round picks, and nobody seemed to want to bite there. But I throw this caveat out there as well. And this is the part that I don't feel like gets talked about nearly enough in the wake of this request from Kyrie. But Ben Simmons has been really bad. He just has not played well. Aside from a couple weeks where you thought, oh, it's still in there a little bit, but then he's been hurt, and he hasn't been consistent at all on the floor. If you're the Nets and you have teams coming and saying, okay, what's it going to take to get Kyrie? I would go back and say, okay, uh, you can have Kyrie, but you got to take Simmons' contract because he's got two years left after this one on a deal, a max deal, where he's no longer a max player. So there are a lot of different layers in in different potential issues here that could pop up, but that would be my first priority. Now, whether that's the Lakers or the Clippers or the Suns, or depending on what they want to do, we'll see. But if I'm the Nets and if Kyrie has made it clear, hey, I'm not coming back here, you don't want to lose him for nothing. So what would I do? I would make sure that Simmons' contract is involved in whatever those trade discussions are. And I would say, okay, we're going to start fresh around Kevin if he will stay and he will be part of this. And we'll see where the chips fall from that point forward. If Kyrie is traded, there's no scenario out there, Nick, that there's a trading partner that they could bring in a point guard that's going to make this team somewhat competitive, where they've got some chance to at least make it out of the first round of the playoffs. Is there any scenario out there that makes them some semi-competitive heading into the postseason? Anita, I don't see it. I really don't. Uh, and and this is where the Nets have to be honest with themselves because you and I have talked about this for several months now. Whether or not you you think that the Nets could make it all the way out of the East and get past potentially Boston or Milwaukee, there is a, a chance, even if you bring Kevin back, if this team continues in the form that they're in, that, that they may struggle to get out of the first round depending on the matchup. So uh, it, it's just a it's a really, really uh, tough spot for the front office and for Nets ownership because there is not that other guard or that other player who comes in. I know people are saying, oh, well, Westbrook plays hard. Okay, but Westbrook's not Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie is an unbelievable player still. It's just that when you have Kyrie on your team, you have to deal with all the other things that that comes with. And in this case, it's just an ongoing distraction in one form or another. So if you're moving Kyrie, and this is where it comes back to Kevin Durant, if you move Kyrie in this deal to the Nets, you're acknowledging that your chances of winning a title this year are completely gone, and you're also acknowledging if you move him that you think there's a strong chance in the summer that he could walk away, you could get nothing back. And these are hard truths that that front office has to face right now, but these are the kind of deals and questions that you have to acknowledge and, and try to figure out when you 
sign Kyrie Irving on your team, and for all the greatness that he shows on the floor, you have to deal with a whole lot of other stuff off of it. Before I let you go, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to understand this. What, what what is the downfall for Kyrie if he stays with the Nets this year, and then go finds a new deal at the end of the season? What, what's what's the difference? What's the benefit? What's the motivational factor for him to demand a, a trade right now as opposed to let me play out this season with the Nets, try to win a championship, and they don't want to offer me what I want. I'll go look. I'll go look elsewhere. What, what's 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 the advantage for him in in demanding a trade? I, I'm not. Maybe there's something I'm not seeing here. I don't understand. It's the the mirage, Anita, of guaranteed money from somewhere else, or to force yeah, but can, the can't, Nets. Can't he get that? Can't he get that next year somewhere else? If well, you're not, if he's not going to get it, if, he, if he's not going to get it here with that's, the Nets that's now, exactly what say. Well, that, that, yeah, but that's my. I mean, if you're Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. If you're Brooklyn, you're saying Kyrie. I, if nothing else, wait till the end of the season, right? And we'll potentially work out a sign and trade deal with you, and and this shows just how badly that. Uh, that Kyrie, frankly, wanted to, to to rock the boat because, Anita, you and I both know, everything was, was running pretty smooth with this team. Yes, they got drilled the other night in Boston. They, that was their worst game of the season. But everything, given where it was a couple months ago, was running in a better direction. And now, all of a sudden, he puts this trade request out, and the, the Nets have to respond. The issue here is... Uh, if Kyrie doesn't get the money that he wants either from the Nets or, or work out a deal with some other team, if they were to give permission to speak with another team over the course of the next few days, the the problem for Brooklyn is, are you willing to ride out the rest of the year with Kyrie knowing he's now very frustrated that he hasn't gotten the offer that he wants? And that's another factor in thinking that you've got to kind of roll with is, hey, Kyrie can can score a whole bunch of points on the floor, but he has shown repeatedly for a lot of different franchises at this point that when he is not locked in and he is not uh, feeling good about the situation he's in, he can completely crunch uh, the, the camaraderie and the chemistry that's been built up with the team. So that's that's the fascinating part, but I'm with you. If you're the Nets, you say, hey, well, let's just wait things out and see what happens at the end of the year because, I, again, I don't see another team unless something crazy happens in the next few days saying, all right, Kyrie, we're going to give you exactly what you want. And in the end, uh, that's the, the issue that, that Kyrie and, and his agent and stepmom are going to have because the deal that he seeks – does not appear available both in Brooklyn or anywhere else right now. Nick, always appreciate your time, my friend, uh, and and your insight. Thank you so much. Anita, another chapter of this soap opera is coming tonight. It's going to be interesting. It always is. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. That's an understatement. Nick Friedel joining us here, 98.7 ESPN. Uh, Luke, James, Patrick, Haymtyke, we get back. I'll take your calls next, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7.
ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. <laughs> I just, here's another thing I just found. His stepmom is his agent. That opens up a whole new can of worms. I mean, you got family involved? Because if, if Mama Mimi was negotiating my deals, I don't know. I don't know if anything would ever get done. <laughs> right? A family, rep, family represents you differently than an outside entity who's got no feelings, no, no uh, you know, what's, what's, what's it, no something in the game. What, what's the phrase, guys? Uh, by the way, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show uh, today. Uh, no sweat in the game, something like that, right? Isn't that, isn't no that the phrase? No skin in the game, something like that. Skin in the game, there you go. No skin in the game. Uh, so that, 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 that's, a, that's a whole new situation right there. Uh, let's go to your calls. Let's bring in Luke from Queens. Luke, welcome in. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, hello? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Your, your thoughts oh, on yeah. Kyrie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I, 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 don't, I really don't think I'm in the minority here, but I, I really think, that I don't see the downside of giving him the contract, you know, paying, giving him the $200 million. And I'm not overwhelmingly happy with the, the cards that, that the team has been dealt, and I'm not really happy with, you know, all of Kyrie's decisions. But the team was in second place with him. When he's fully engaged, they're in the conversation. Once you get rid of him, you're, you're no longer – I mean, it's, by this time next year, KD's going to be going too. You're going to be irrelevant for the next 20 years. Why not pay him? And he'll, at, at the very worst, he'll be a tradable asset if, in the next year or two if, if it doesn't work out. I, I just don't see the downside of, of, of giving him the contract. I think that's you know, Luke. The Luke, that's play. that's, I, and I understand where you're coming from. That's above my pay grade. I, I don't, I don't know, and I appreciate the phone call. I don't know what the books look like for 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 the Nets. Um, I don't know if if paying him that type of money. I don't know that I, I highly doubt that there are a number of teams out there that would take on that contract from Kyrie, especially how old he is. Um, I don't know how much further that sets the Nets back moving forward because of the large sample size, not small sample size, but large sample size of just how much of a drama king he is. I could understand why they want stipulations in the deal. Um, and if I'm Kyrie, understanding how what behavior has been and done for the organization, uh, I, I understand, right? Like, you know, like we're, there's, there's no, it, it, it is what it is. What has happened has happened. 
There's no taking it back. There's no, this is who you are as a human being. This is who you are as an individual. The way I look at this is the scales of justice, right? Uh, my grandmother used to have one and um, she used to keep her jewelry on each side of it. And on one side, you've got Kyrie on the court and what he means to the organization, which has been terrific, especially with Katie going down. Uh, granted, they're only four and seven, but his numbers speak for themselves. And with Katie on the court and healthy, uh, that one-two punch, again, giving this roster a chance to win a championship. So there's that weight. And then on the other side of the scale, of course, is all the off-the-court off BS. And so what outweighs? And if the off-the-court stuff outweighs, then you've got to say, okay, well, well, you know, what type of contract are we willing to negotiate and offer considering some stipulations that we can't, we can't have more of this off the court drama happen. Um, I get it. And, and I just, I feel Kyrie needs to be realistic in regard to what has transpired here. And it's, and by the way, it's not just with the Nets, go back and look at his history and his time with Boston and, Cleveland, I mean, there, there's, there's a track record. It's, it's a large sample size. You know, it's, 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 not like, you know, it's not like you're taking an A-plus student and saying, hey, wait a minute, we want to give you the four-year $200 million, but, um, you know, we, we, we've, we've got some stipulations here. No, you're taking a, a C-minus student, right? Talks in class, always disruptive, late. I don't know, every now and then setting, up the, setting off the fire alarm. Every now and then lighting the stink bomb. <laughs> yeah, you know what? There's going to be some stipulations, dude. It is. You, it, you are who you are. 800-919-3776. Uh, let's do this because we've got a number of people who still want to chime in. Quick break. We come back. We're going to continue with your calls. I- I'm going to push back Jeff Legwald. Uh, I had him scheduled for the show to come on. Obviously, big news this week. In regard to the Denver Broncos signing Sean Payton as their head coach. And also I was asking him about Nathaniel Hackett, who, of course, who, as we know now, is the Jets offensive coordinator. So, but I, I do want to continue with this conversation. I know quite a few of you have been holding on. So James, Patrick, Richard, hang tight. We get back. I'll get to your calls. Uh, we'll continue one more segment talking about this, uh, this Kyrie Nets ordeal next here on 98.7 ESPN.